What's up? I'm Caleb. I'm Park. I'm Will. And we're, we're Colony House. And you're listening to Life Minute TV. Uh, the new album, The Cannonballers by Colony House. That's us. us. Uh, we made this album with ourselves and our friend Chad Copeland in Norman, Oklahoma, and with a bonus week in El Paso, Texas at Sonic Ranch. It is 11 of the best songs we ever have recorded. He's done and done. right about that. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, I feel like if we're getting into the ethos of like, what is the Cannonballers, it's us. We are the Cannonballers. It's a, like an alter ego for Colony House. Yeah, the whole idea of the Cannonballers is, I think we've, this is our fourth album as a band, and we have continued to figure out, I think, with each record, what is Colony House, who we are, what the sound is, what we want to communicate. First track on this album is called Landlocked Surf Rock, and it was one of those like identifying tracks that when it was written, uh, even down to the title, it was like, oh, this is the sound. This is what Colony House has been for years, but we've been able to narrow it down to like, we're, we're this band born and raised Tennessee boys, and, uh, and so there's this inherent kind of like landlocked, uh, not country, but like there's some kind of Tennessee that we can't escape in all of our music. But all the inspiration comes from, you know, we've got like this West Coast thing that people have always said and, and surf rock and we know nothing about surfing. I think we've kind of started wearing that a little bit more like owning the fact that we're Tennessee boys and kind of trying to put a name to that. So it's been fun to see it realized. And yeah, on the ego, on the kind of the cannonballers ideas, we, we feel like the album is kind of divided into these two parts. It's got the landlocked kind of songs and it's got the surf rock kind of songs. And then on the cannonballers front, it's like we've got these songs that have this youthful energy that are naive and almost carefree and then there's this heavier, weightier side of the album that feels a little bit more like coming to terms with, you know, without getting too heavy, our, you know, mortality and our, our limited time on this planet. The crossroads of that, like when you have not a care in the world and you're a kid cannonballing into a pool, and then the alter ego of that is the cannonballer being this kind of road rally, like there's no regard for law it's just fast and furious and yeah so it's just the the juxtaposition of that kind of diving into that that's the long answer maybe a, like just an evolved form of you know where we've been because we've always kind of had a surf rock sound to our band but i feel like especially with our producer we're able to kind of hone in a little bit more and get more focused with a lot of the sound and songs evolved good good word we've kind of always self self-made our music videos because it's really just an excuse to try things we've always wanted to try. The song Cannonballers is us just, we literally bought a 1970 hardtop Chevy Impala because it talks about that in the song and we were just pretty on the nose. We were like, hey, we've always wanted a muscle car. We might. This is a great excuse to buy one. I was searching far and wide on Facebook Marketplace to try to find one really anywhere in the southeast and there was one that was a convertible that was extremely tight and we were like mm, it's not a hard top it's rag top we need a hard it's top it's not gonna Paul. work with the lyric we yeah. gotta find a hard top and people were like why don't you just rent one and we're like well renting is cool but i don't think they'd be okay with us being on top of the car 
Yeah, we're going to put a drum set on top of the car. It's all practical effects. We do our own stunts. I don't know. It's just visceral, and, and we wanted to film a lot of our videos in Franklin, where we're from, because that is so much of what has inspired us through the years is the beautiful landscape and countryside of Franklin, Tennessee. Even you got the Cannonballers music video, which is just kind of a wild ride, literally, of yeah. us performing the song while driving the Impala. And then Landlock Surf Rock was just an excuse to have a birthday party. Your uh, birthday for party. myself. Caleb's, yes. It was on my birthday, October 2nd. It always feels weird to ask your friends to come out and like be a part of your music video, but it doesn't feel weird to ask them to come to your birthday. <laughs> so I was like, hey, we're going to have a birthday party. There might be some cameras there, and we might play Landlock Surf Rock a few times if y'all don't mind just acting like you don't know us and that we're the coolest band <laughs> in the world. Yeah, it just turned into a, a birthday party and us uh, tarp surfing, which is its own thing. Honestly, not worth explaining. Just look it up because it's fun. It is literally all of our videos and cre like the creative process is just us literally dreaming up things we want to do and want to try to do. Finding some people wild enough to try it with us. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. So who has the car now? It's at our rehearsal space. Yeah. It's closest to my house. It's a date night mobile as well. Well, we thought it would be. It's t it's hard to get started. Yeah. It's a little tricky to get started. It's not the most reliable. You might not make not it home from like, your date. It's not as like, oh man, uh, you know, catch me in this car. I'm gonna look hot and cool on the town. It's more like, if you see a person in this car, they might be selling something illegal out of the back of it. I pulled up to the house driving it, thinking my wife would be like, oh yeah, let's let's go out on town. And she was like, do I have to touch it? <laughs> it's a little bit more of that vibe. You're definitely gonna stink once you ride in it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna smell like gas. Yeah, um, me and me yeah. and Caleb are brothers, yeah. so that was pretty uh, biological and yeah. easy. And then yeah, we started the band. I mean, it's kind of in 2011, 12ish. That's kind of when we started playing. And then Scotty came along around that time. We lived at an apartment complex in downtown Franklin called Colony House. It's where the band name comes from. Started making our first record in 2013. I think at that time, have we had you opened that show for us yet? Yeah, I was doing a solo project, open a open one of their shows for their kind of old. Mark and Scott are both from Knoxville, so we're all Tennessee boys. So they're from Knoxville. They were mutual friends, mm -hmm. and yeah, long story short, Park opened because he was a solo artist. Opened a show, and we're like, Park's pretty good, and then few years down the road he filled in played bass and we're like let's lock him down this is our guy this is our guy and so park became a member around like 14 15 something like that yeah so right after the first record came out so tennessee boys just living the dream yeah yeah tennessee bringing the boys together well it, me and will it's the family business my dad is an artist his dad sells guitars still to this day in paducah kentucky and so music has just is a long line of musicians in our family. So I don't think either of us remember when it started. It was just always around the house. And it's always been what we've wanted to do once we figured out that professional athlete wasn't in our future. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were like, all right, we'll take our, our chances with music. Your mom taught piano, right? My mom taught me and my brother's piano. So like started when I was five. Sometime in early high school, I picked up guitar and was like, whoa. 
I like this. You know, I was in bands all throughout high school and early college, and then I was like, okay, I wanna actually take this seriously. Moved to Nashville. I think I moved in, to Nashville in 2010, met them in 2012, started playing with them in 2014. It's just always been a thing for me. It's rumored that my grandfather could play piano by ear, but never saw him do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and my uncle had a coronet. That's my family. That's <laughs> tight. So uh, it's safe to say I think I'm the musical patriarch of our family. But yeah, sometime around eighth grade, I remember um, writing a song about volcanoes for physical science. You have to find Let's tie it as y'all don't know so it is. It's, it's, I was like, oh, I'm gonna pull out some facts here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know y'all don't know any of that. Uh, but yeah, I had a Squire Strat black and white. My stepdad bought me the guitar at a pawn shop. It's like 70 bucks. And I remember him being like, like I was checking out the amps. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, it's an electric guitar. We have to get an amp. He was like, no. He's like, you'll get an amp once you prove that you're going to take this seriously. And so I was at home playing this, the electric guitar completely unplugged to like Blink-182 Blink songs and stuff. <laughs> and then I proved myself and I got my amp. What like amp was it? A couple months later. Like a Randall. Of course. A, Ra a Randall 15. Yes. That's sick. Rest is history, so they say. I mean, I definitely like learned my first few songs out of a Blink-182 tab book. That's sweet. And so, and that was like my punk rock era too. So I was like, Blink One Eighty Two, MXPX, No FX, uh, Bowling Pursuit. Bowling Pursuit, <laughs> dude. All of those like uh, punk bands, because it was easy. You were like, I can sound like them, mm -hmm. like pretty quickly. You're like, okay, they just do these two chords, and that's the song. And now I sound like I'm in a punk band. The first riff I remember picking out by ear was actually an Incubus song, Six Sad Little World. It's a tight riff. Uh, but in, I would not put Incubus as like one of my main influences, however, there was a time. It was uh, actually a video game soundtrack that originally got me into writing music, um, Final Fantasy VII, for those who are interested. And then, actually when I first got out of gu uh, guitar, I was playing uh, Dashboard Confessional songs. Big influence for me, mm. early on. And then since, U2, Coldplay, Kings of Leon, big ones for all of us. The Foo. And of course the foo. I'm so sorry. The the list of influences would we could literally have an interview just about that. But from a band perspective, yeah, you look at bands like U two and Kings of Leon, they figured it out. Cage the Elephants, big influence on us. The vaccines Definitely. I'm trying to think I mean, even going back to like Roy Orbison, Johnny Cash and like kind of the forefathers of rock and roll. Some of those have influenced. I mean, our second album was called Only the Lonely, right on the nose, inspired by Roy Orbison. So it's a long, long list, so very eclectic if we went into the, to the deep stuff. An instrumental guitar-only album with U2's The Edge. <laughs> Just me and him. Speaking of U2, though, Daniel Lanois, being able to work with him would be pretty that sick. Would be really cool. I think Will would like to work with Mike Dean. Mike Dean. Uh, yeah, Mike Dean would be tight. Maybe if we could have Macklemore feature on a song. We invited Macklemore out tonight. He's, I guess, playing He's in Fallon. town doing Jimmy Fallon, so we were like, Mac, you want to come? Threw him on the guest list. Probably won't come. But Every time we play Seattle, I put Macklemore on the guest list. <laughs> it's kind of a little thing that I've been doing the last That'd few years. That'd be a years. sick collab. I always do.
I'm such a big fan. I got you on the guest list if you want to come tonight. He hasn't ever replied. <laughs> but he seems like someone who would. Yeah, I sent him a message in the car right over here. Klaus and Kraus, why not? Whenever she's a part of something, it's awesome. Generally speaking. That's true. I haven't ever heard Allison Kraus and been like, nah. Yeah. Allison Kraus and Colony House. <gasps> Colony Kraus? Colony Kraus. Oh my gosh. Yeah, take some Advil. It's what we do before the show. It's a great rock and roll show. It is a rock and roll show. It's high energy from the beginning to the end. We hope people's souls are stirred as they walk uh, out of the place. If I was attending the show, I feel like I would walk out and be like, I don't know, I don't know what that was, but I liked it. The best shows we've been to are, are shows that kind of stick with you beyond that night. It wasn't just a good time. At the end of the day, we try not to overhype ourselves or over some. It's a loud rock show. It's a rock and roll show. It's a concert, but you know, we're away from our families. We're away from our kids. We want to make it try to mean something. Uh, and so, yeah, we're hoping that beyond making people want to dance, that there's also something that hits home, I guess, as they say. Yeah, just try to, we try to do something even beyond ourselves, something good. We're, we're you know, on this tour, we're raising money for uh, Turkey and Syria, earthquake victims. Um, with something we started called Exist for Good, where we just literally just rally behind a cause and ask our friends and fans to join us. So it's like, it's that. It's like not trying to bring the room down, but we're like, hey, let's laugh together. Let's cry together. Let's hug. Let's, you know, all things can happen inside of this room. We got to start this tour with a sold-out show at the Ryman Auditorium, which is an iconic venue in Nashville that is just bucket list material for us. So it was really cool as we were coming up to that day, our manager got in touch with us and was like, hey, let's do the Opry. Actually, let's be honest. We said, hey, let's do the Opry, go get us one. We are gonna do the Opry, which is cool. It feels like kind of amazing to be able to check uh, both of those boxes off in the same quarter. But it's also like, I feel like the Opry, it's just kind of a continuation of that Tennessee story for the band of just like, we got to do the Ryman, and, which holds a special place, you know, that's where the Opry used to be filmed prior to the Grand Ole Opry. Now we have the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, it's just kind of a continuation of that like... Dream realized. Yeah, for my, sure. My grandpa, who sells guitars in Kentucky, used to, when he was my age, early 30s, late 20s, he would drive down to Nashville from Kentucky and he would sit outside the Opry, which is the Ryman. And he'd sit outside because there's no AC and so they'd open the windows to the Ryman and he would listen to the Opry just through the open windows, dreaming one day that maybe he'd get to play that stage. Maybe he'd have songs, you know, being performed on the Opry. And since we've played the Ryman, he was at our show at the Ryman, so he's seeing his grandkids play on the stage, he used to sit outside of the building and just listen. He since has played, you know, with my dad on the Grand Ole Opry stage, and it's just cool. I mean, it's a long line of, of dreamers. So those were literally dream come, like dream come true moments for not just us, for our parents, for our grandparents. You know, it's really cool. And then yeah, Bonnaroo is not necessarily what I don't think any of our parents or grandparents would have dreamed about playing, but definitely us. I think I'm the only one that's actually attended Bonnaroo as you a are. spectator. I, we've been booked on it twice, so hopefully the third time's a charm because the first time, pandemic, second time, flood. We're feeling good about this year. <laughs> I feel, I feel third like time's we a might charm. get to play Bonnaroo this year. Just uh, might. 
we would decline playing Bonner. I mean, yeah, it's our it's our backyard festival. Yeah, it's amazing. People are so stoked. Still kind of figuring it out. Well, like it definitely, you can tell when we play it live. I feel like the first time it really. I felt the TikTok vibe was we played a frat party at Alabama, or no, Georgia. Georgia, um, Georgia. And it was as frat as it can get. I mean, we literally, our stage was the front porch of their frat house. I mean, it was very, Just yeah. Very Greek. Very, very Greek. Um, it was all college kids having a good time, partying. We played an hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes. First hour, 15, was pretty... You know, they were doing their own thing, and then when we played You Know It, it was like the world was ending. You know, it was like <laughs> college kids, TikTok. It was like, wow, okay, so this is I. This is nice. But it was, yeah, it's, it's funny, because we've not really ever had a hit song, but TikTok kind of helped that become a hit song. So when we usually tour and play our shows, it's like the crowd usually knows kind of the whole night. It's like, I, I got, I'm with you guys the whole time, which is tight. But that show was funny because it was like college kids just partying and then you know it and it was like, yeah, this is my song. It's funny that we had no idea. We didn't know what TikTok was. We didn't know anything. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, what's happening? This song seems to be, I mean, it was three years after we put it out. And then all of a sudden it, was like it just the starts top like. Of our, top of our popular stream. Yeah. Backstory is we told our label when we first put that out that that was the song that we should have singled, but they didn't agree with us. And now. Years later, we can be like, we were right. We just needed TikTok. It just wasn't invented yet. But it was funny to be like, hey, you know what? We'll take it. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing. So, I feel like we know. I feel like we know like certain songs that will resonate with our core audience. There's always the outliers that like the you know it thing. That's like, well, you can't really plan that that went viral on TikTok. But I feel like, generally speaking, we have like a decent pulse on like what our fans like around. that have been around for a long time. Like, there's a song like uh, on the new album. There's a song called "Man on the Run," and it's not gonna be a hit. Uh, it could be. It could be a hit. It's not gonna be one of the ones that raises its hand immediately for a single. But that will be one that our people will love forever because it's that it's a Colony House song through and through. Kind of like a a yes and a no to that question. I think, yeah, there are definitely undeniable moments in the studio where you're like, this has that thing, which you can't really define. I feel like we're feeling that with Cannonballers at the show now, too. The, the single off of it. The single off the album, it, where it's one of those ones where the chorus is, you get there and people are kind of like, in, no matter if they know it or not, which that kind of has like a universal tell. But a lot of times you don't know that until you're playing it in front of people. True. We kind of started saying, like, like, how's it feel to be finished with the album? And you're like, album's not really finished until you go play it for people. Go play the songs live, because that's when you finally get the, like, payoff of, like, yep, that one's hitting. Yeah. That one's connecting. That one, not, not as much, you know, that's what's magical about live music. You know, it's like you see something blossom in that moment. Oh, man. All over the place. We're Tennessee boys, so we relate it to fishing. We're like, whatever's biting that day, you know. Could be worms, could be crickets. But, oh, piece of bread. Yeah, yeah. But it's like sometimes the, I mean, I think that's across all creative mediums, people are always finding ways to fire themselves in different ways. I think that's the same with songwriting, where it's like sometimes it'll come the same way it has in the past. Sit down at a piano, 
with a cup of coffee, just start making mistakes until you stumble upon something that's like, that was cool, I'll run with that. It's going for a run and having kind of an epiphany moment of like, ooh, I wanna talk about this. I wanna, what, you know, what would this idea be like added to music? Sometimes it's sound check where we're just goofing off. And then sometimes like for Cannonballers, we, that song wasn't even going to be on the album, it became the title track because we got stuck in the studio and we kind of felt hung up like, is anyone having fun right now? And everyone's like, no. And it's like, well, let's have fun because it's music. We just start playing a riff that we all like and thus becomes the title track of an album just because we needed to change it up in the studio. Always different. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. We all like playing golf. Love playing golf. Going to bring the clubs on the bus. We do. <laughs> We do. I play golf maybe three times a year. We, okay, our last tour we played golf we played, several we, times, we, and it was super, I, I mean, super I do fun. enjoy it when we get out there. But There's nothing fun. like it to me. It's the thing that I would say do the least that I love like the most. I feel that way about eating barbecue. Eating barbecue, I feel similarly. It's like, why don't I eat this more? It's so good. Don't eat it all the time. <laughs> That's probably good, though. At home... I love just being outside, whether that's... Building stuff. I just building. built a big tree house in my backyard for my kids to, like, right before tour started. I finished it. My wife could just send them outside and say, get out there and do something. And, uh, yeah, it's probably... I'm about as proud of that as anything I've ever done in music. I got a zero-turn lawnmower. If we really want to nail home this we're from Tennessee thing... Two acres and a zero-turn lawnmower. We're slightly nervous about Caleb's uh, enthusiasm for a zero-turn lawnmower. Yeah. Thing goes fast. Side well, we might, yeah, you, oh. it just might turn up in the tabloids one day, Colony House lead singer run over himself with his lawnmower. It's true. The end of an era. I'll be out there sometimes, not kidding, not kidding. This is, this is the truth. I live kind of on a hill. If the grass is wet and I start, it become, that thing becomes like a hovercraft and me in all of my adultness will just be screaming at the top of my lungs, ah, spiraling down these this hill. That's what uh, we're nervous about. I know, and and it's it's half joy, half fear, and I just wonder like what my neighbors are thinking out there. Like they're jealous, man. Seen a zero degree turn lawnmower? It's pretty much a video game. You've got two joysticks, and like if I'm just sitting here and I go like this. I'll just go, vroom, vroom, vroom. I won't go anywhere. I'll just go. It looks like a Zamboni for grass. Now, any excuse to be outside, though. I'll be playing wiffle ball, mowing grass, cutting trees down, building tree houses, canoeing down the river, hiking. Hanging by a fire pit at night. Oh, yeah. That's how we tap it off. Oh, yeah. I make pizza. I've got, I'm like a, you know, maybe retiring from music and starting a pizza wine shop. We do have a wine label. We do have a wine label. So we like wine too. Yeah. We, we started a wine label last year with a friend, Eric Railsback, who will be at our show tonight in New York City. It's technically out of... Santa Inez Valley, yeah. California, in... just north of Santa Barbara. Presqu'il Winery is where it's made, but it's under, it's a partnership with Railsback. The Railsback Brothers and Colony House. So we've got two wines. We're about to do a third one this year. And it's delicious. We a rosé and a carignan, which is a light-bodied red, carbonic. We're getting good with our uh, wine lingo. We're on our way. <laughs> Besides taking over the wine world, what's next is you kind of touched on it. We're excited about the Grand Ole Opry, Bonnaroo, and some 
fun prospects this fall that we're not quite at liberty to talk about just because they're not dialed in, but put out the record at the top of this year, which usually means we play a lot of shows this year. So this tour ends in April. The fall will be its own monster to tackle and some fun projects coming down the pipeline. That's right. More on that. I felt like we covered it pretty well. Thank you, guys. That was fun.